This episode of the MedSort Podcast is brought to you by Arena. Arena works with medical device manufacturers to help them bring their products to market quicker and more cost-effectively through their cloud product lifecycle management system. Arena's product lifecycle management system allows every participant throughout product development and commercialization to work together in a centralized system and effectively keep track of product designs, engineering changes, and associated product information to accelerate the design and delivery and ensure regulatory compliance of quality medical device products. You can find out more at arenasolutions.com. Hello and welcome to this episode of the MedTalk Podcast, where we discuss the latest news and issues in life sciences. I'm your host, Ian Bolland, Acting Group Editor of Life Sciences of Rapid News. On this episode, I'm joined by Marcus Fleckenstein from our sponsors Arena, a PTC company. We discuss the importance of quality management systems for medical device manufacturers, the essential nature of regulatory compliance, design controls, requirements management, and documents management, and how these can be resolved with a good quality management system. Marcus takes us through all the aspects to consider. So first of all, Marcus, thank you very much for joining us on our MedTalk podcast. Um, if you could just start off by telling us about yourself and PTC. Sure, yeah, happy to do so. Um, so maybe just a little, a little introduction on myself. So my name is Marcus Fleck and I'm based out of Germany. Um, I'm with PTC as a company since 11 years. Um, since last year, June, I joined the ARENA team. So PTC acquired ARENA uh, last year, early last year. And uh, so I decided to, to move over to support all kind of pre-sales activities, uh, which includes kind of technical demonstrations and so on. So I'm leading here a team that covers all those activities outside of North America mm-hmm. uh, to um, support our prospects and customers with uh, kind of a background information on, on the solution itself. Um, PTC by itself, I mean, uh, is a Boston-based company. Uh, we are uh, leading uh, when it comes to a digital threat, uh, digitization, let's say. So uh, probably a lot of people know PTC from ProEngineer in the early days and now, now called Creo. And then PTC has a very broad portfolio now uh, across the, the value chain thinking from IoT solutions like ThingWorks, AR solutions like Buforia, uh, PLM solutions like Windchill and, and now Arena, uh, and also CAD solutions, as I just mentioned, like Creo, but also a, a pure SaaS-based CAD solution like, like Onshape. So very broad portfolio serving multiple markets, uh, including life science. And that's why I'm very happy to to be part of that podcast today. Okay. I mean, the... The general theme of the podcast is going to be how how uh, medical device companies can overcome you know certain challenges through cloud product development software. So I I come across this a lot at the end of the line if you follow me where it comes to health services and and it's a case of everything's separate not not a lot of it's joined up but it's, I think it's fascinating that it's also a challenge within the supply chain too. Yeah, I fully agree. I think. Um, with increasing complexities nowadays of the, of the product. Uh, so people need to work faster together, I think. So it's 
uh, and this is inside and outside the organization. So I would say it's it's key to to bring people closer together, and this in uh, let's say a very diverse environment across the globe, um, uh, and even uh, across different tiers. So having multiple multi level the level supply supply chains, let's say, and to bring all of them together on the on the latest and greatest information to ensure products are developed in time, products are compliant. I think that's definitely, I think, one of uh, the biggest today, challenges today. Well, you, you mentioned compliance, and so we may as well start off there because this is, I think this is a challenge for, for many companies in, in general in terms of, because compliance is so essential for, in, in terms of patient safety, uh, maintaining quality systems to meet requirements specified by whatever regulatory body that they are submitting the, their paperwork to. So how can how, how can you help medical device manufacturers address those those issues? Yeah, I mean, I think there are the, the two two levels to compliance, right? One is like having a compliant um, software environment yourself in house, and then on the other side, having your product being compliant. Um, with the first thing, uh, I think from a cloud solution provider perspective. I mean, having a pre-validated software solution available that can be uh, used by by customers uh, and uh, and organizations, which really reduces that kind of amount of work that you'd have to get your your computer system validation done. I think that's one part of the compliance section where a multi-tenant cloud environment can definitely help because it comes with predefined documentation with with packages and so on that really helps to speed up that process on the other hand as you just said like the uh, the product compliance and uh, with the increasing regulations and, and making sure that you have the right documentation for the right regulatory body at the right time to fulfill the regulatory needs i think that's definitely uh, a huge challenge and i I remember a discussion that we had uh, with companies where they said they need to increase the number of people from four to 40 in their regulatory department just to make sure the products are compliant. And by having a software in place that allows you to easily find all that information, that takes care of all your revision control and making sure you have that right information uh, when you need it, I think that's definitely a uh, something that you need to f- uh, have nowadays, because otherwise, with this uh, increasing um, needs for for compliance, and not only in product development but across the life cycle of the product, uh, even thinking about post market surveillance, uh, where you need to to follow your procedures as well. So having a cloud solution in place that allows everyone uh, to work on the same set of data to find the relevant information. Um, when it's needed, and maybe even package it up and, and share it uh, directly with your regulatory body, or even invite uh, external parties into your framework to, to allow them to actively collaborate with you on that. I think that's it's definitely a, a huge time saver and uh, allows people really to focus on the important thing, uh, which is building a good product that in the end for sure needs to be compliant. Uh, but having the, the product uh, in the center, I think, is a very, very beneficial thing. I think if I can just uh, pick up on a slight aspect of what you said there, because when I asked, I asked the question, I 
I instantly went for the approvals body element. But what you've addressed there is, as well, is that, and this is this leading on to another question. Don't worry, I'm not going on a little event here. Is that I'm a, I I get the impression that companies think of the internal quality management systems as something of an afterthought because they've they've got this product in front of them or this idea that they want to generate, and they know they're going to have to go through certain regulatory processes. But in terms of they probably not thought the bit in between, which is let's try and get everything compliant within our within our company and within the supply chain. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you're right. But sometimes it's like, yeah, and now we need to make our product audit ready, and now we need to make our product product being compliant so that we can bring it into the market. Instead of like, hey, let's develop a good product that is compliant from when we start. Mm. Right? So I think that that definitely is an, an interesting point that you hear bring up because it's it's like um, all of those things that you need to do to be compliant are probably things that you are that customers or product development companies are already doing right mm-hmm. it's just like the way uh, how to document it properly and how how to document it when when it's needed so maybe just right from the start sometimes it's easier instead of reinventing or rebuilding the documentation later on so I agree it's, it's like don't miss that step in between where like, hey, between the great idea and the product released to market, make sure uh, everything is in line and you don't uh, forget uh, those those important documentation pieces that needs to be done in order to try to, to work them off afterwards. I think it's, I think it's a, a good thing if you have really all those processes interconnected directly from day one. And I mean, there are tools that help you with that and uh, having really kind of a product-centric quality management system um, like like we have within Arena, uh, where, which allows you to tie everything together. This would save a lot of time because you don't need to search uh, in three different databases because it's, it's all connected. So you have your design input directly connected to your design control processes uh, in general. So that that's helpful already from day one, I would say. I, I was about to pick up on the point where, that you mentioned about having every the solution basically allows you to leave this paper trail and having it fully integrated in the time and efficiency that it, that it saves a manufacturer is well it's you can you can focus on other things then and not ha- and not have to worry about your compliance so much yeah i mean exactly if you have a system that takes care of that to follow up on topics on documentation on deliverables during your process then uh, you don't need to manually check that and you don't need to have someone leading that because the system will probably uh, do that for you and helps you to, to follow up on that. So it's definitely a, a beneficial uh, to have a, have a tool in place that allows you to uh, clearly define who is responsible for what, uh, who needs to deliver what at which point in time, and then also having kind of the full traceability of saying, hey, I'm done with my part. Now you can start yours. Uh, and so that it's not like kind of three people working in parallel on the same part uh, while you have the possibility to really kind of orchestrate that kind of work so that it's way easier and way more efficient. Uh, and you can probably, uh, as I said, focus on developing products instead of uh, focusing on being compliant because if you follow the procedures you will probably uh, 
be already compliant versus kind of having extra people checking if you are compliant. Uh, we spent a, a first part, a fair part of the first part of this podcast on on the compliance issue, because. Uh, but I think that when when it comes to things like this with uh, with cloud operated QMS systems, is that it's not just the compliance element, but it, there's also everything from design control, um, requirements management. And and also well documents management. I think we, which we've alluded to because, but I think in the past everyone's actually had them all siloed up. Whereas in reality, you're you've got tools that can just bring this all together now and simplify the process. Yeah, ex- exactly. And and that's I think where we are uh, moving to in general. I think uh, we're, we're going from this kind of everything is best of breed, and then we try to stitch those software pieces together, versus having the possibility to kind of build a kind of single source of truth of your information and, and bringing together, as you just said, hey, we need to manage our design control process uh, completely. So that means we need to have everything plugged into it uh, uh, as good as possible. And also we need to have, we anyway have, um, you mentioned document control, right? So we have documents that are describing our products, but we also have kind of SOPs or more general quality management documentation that needs to be managed as well. Why having two separate systems handling that? While the overall disciplines is pretty much similar. So that means, sure, it di- might have different attributes that are describing your, your your document or different metadata elements that have that are linked to that. Maybe different approval flows, um, but you can distinguish there and you can you can set this up in different ways so that you know an SOP will be approved by this. Uh, group while product records will be approved by another group uh, so that you have that kind of um, traceability and that kind of flexibility directly inside one application versus managing multiple different software applications where everyone needs to have an expert and a super user and an an IT administrator versus having a single source uh, where you tie everything together. So I'm I'm fully with you. It's like building it up into one application instead of multiple and trying to get the best out of that. I think it's definitely a, a time saver and, and helps a lot in uh, kind of from a solution perspective. You, you've also mentioned traceability there. Having something that's backed up in the cloud, of course, if there was ever, for example, for whatever reason, a recall, is having that paperwork stored in, in amongst them. Every every other little bit of documentation in the cloud like that is that does that also give manufacturers the 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 power to call upon the regular doc, relevant documentation that they need easily? Yeah, I mean the if it's in the cloud and you and you don't need to um, kind of log into your company network maybe or if you don't need to kind of find the right file server where this information is stored or, or maybe even the the paper folder somewhere on the desk uh, which I think we, we still see nowadays so having this available basically 24/7 and around the globe or wherever you are uh, access this easily from a mobile device uh, or uh, from your laptop uh, I think it's definitely a time saver because you can react much quicker. Uh, you are not relying on to have someone in the company that still knows where this is stored. 
because people, I mean, people are moving, people are leaving companies, so and they will take their knowledge with them. But if you have that stored centrally, and ideally it's on a, on a cloud application so that you can access this from everywhere, I think definitely a, a big plus when it comes to any kind of issues to solve, because you can find from the product record, you could easily find your, uh, your quality issues that are associated with it or vice versa. So it's a, it's a huge time saver and I think helps you to find whatever you need um, and share it with people that might be uh, relevant to solve that problem as well. So, I mean, if this is a supplier topic, uh, invite the supplier into the platform, share the information with them. They can have a look and they can answer it versus like before you have to send three emails. Um, if you forget the attachment once, so you have to send it again uh, and you're not sure if this is the right revision, but if you share it online, um, and access and people have access to it as quick as just by just a couple of clicks that that's really uh, I think a key benefit nowadays if you don't mind can I just come on to uh, another point and that's about companies adopting this because obviously you serve a purpose I mean it's it's why you set up as a, as a company and you obviously feel that more companies should be adopting this, this sort of technology, but when a potential client comes to you, what are the main challenges that they are looking to you and your software to uh, to address? Yeah, there are different angles to that. I mean, it depends on where they are coming from, right? It's like if you have someone that comes from, uh, from nothing, or some people call it an, an Excel health, so having everything somehow stored in spreadsheets uh, across different file servers or uh, shared drives or whatever uh, in the company, and then they need to go to a, to a formal system like, uh, like Arena. And then for sure this change of mindset from, uh, hey, I was able to do everything whenever I want to having a controlled procedure that requires me to revise it properly and then having approvals and having then more control over that. And that's definitely, I think, a challenge because it's definitely a, a shift uh, there. The, the other thing I would say is like, surely the typical cloud adverse thing, like, hey, do I really want to have my data stored in the cloud? Uh, versus if, if I store it locally, it's safe. And to be honest, I mean, having a team of experts that taking care of security uh, and just doing only that because that's that their day job and they are experts on that versus having someone inside the company that needs to think besides his day job maybe about how to store the data secure. That's a different uh, different animal. And I think today security is a pretty big thing. So uh, I would say cloud solutions are typically uh, safer than people expect them to be uh, and definitely safer than uh, storing it in-house or on-prem uh, because uh, there are a lot of security measures that are in place. And I think the the, the third thing I'm thinking about making it uh, a little bit tricky or what our challenge to adopt it, I think, is getting people trained to it because uh, you need to make sure that people have the, that information when they need it uh, and um, <clears throat> so that they can find the right training data, maybe some help videos and so on, in context of, of what they have and when, when they need it. Um, so in order to, to make this smooth, I think it's key to, 
to uh, give on the one hand give people only access to stuff they need and don't overwhelm them with too much things and then for sure give them the right training topics at hand so that they can easily educate themselves maybe if if they only use it once a week uh, the application typically uh, could get lost in, in what you had to do so an easy way to get people back on track and have an easy access to resources to train them i think is key and that's also where uh, the kind of uh, today's uh, training methodologies or having short videos and so on, just right right hand, probably not specific for cloud solutions, but definitely helps to, to get to get people on board and to get their buy-in. Because otherwise, if people don't like an application, they typically try find workarounds. So it needs to be easy to use. It needs to be easy to find your way. Uh, and that's definitely something that you need to do with training. Um, if there's um, a couple of things that I, th I think we've already touched upon in terms of we, we, we talked about at the start of everything siloed and this is a solution that can bring everything together but there's a, a, there is a challenge in the industry when it comes to creating design controls to comply with quality system regulations now apologies if this is going over a bit of old ground here but how do how does one go about ensuring that they have indeed got a design control that or building design controls that can comply with quality system regulations i mean on the one hand side like which quality system regulation need to comply with right i mean that's definitely something that you need to to consider can you give uh, us a couple of examples there yeah i mean uh, Typically, I mean, facing here now in Europe, I mean, with the new EU MDR, I think it's a it's a current challenge that everyone is facing. Um, and uh, I guess FDA is also working closer towards that regulation. Though, and um, in, instead of uh, being part of a twenty compliant, uh, I think it will go more into a also related to thirteen forty five uh, and so on. So I guess there. Yeah, there is a kind of a shift currently happening and those kind of also will come a little bit closer together to, from what I'm what I'm seeing and to have that possibility to, uh, to to map your current documentation and your current product uh, information with those standards and with those regulations I think is, is, is quite handy and this is what I mean arena has a kind of a compliance framework embedded that allows you to really map where does your evidence comes from and to, to what you are complying with well that's definitely helpful but also having kind of uh, procedures already pre-configured like hey you, you need to have uh, post markets available in place i mean basically independent from which uh, regulatory regulation you are looking at so this kind of template to have them embedded directly in the application those that you don't need to reinvent them that you can just leverage them i think helps already a lot in implementation uh, of of or of such a solution and helps a lot to to get people on board and and being really fast uh, when it comes to being compliant and we are really taking care of that because uh, when it comes to uh, computer system validation as an example uh, to comply uh, I mean that's the, that's something that we provide already as a framework so again this comes these are just those two two different. Uh, angles like a software compliance versus product compliance um, that uh, needs to be fulfilled in the end but really being able to 
follow those uh, regulations and support the, the, the needed processes. I guess that that's key today. And that really speeds up implementation as that because it's otherwise, if you always need to reinvent everything and you build everything from scratch, when, whenever something comes up, that's definitely a, a huge effort. But with those uh, 1400 customers, as, as an example that, that Arena has, there's a lot of knowledge in-house uh, about procedures and, and how to best apply this for specific customers so that they can fulfill the current needs of an EUMBR, for example. May I ask the, um, what, what notified bodies think about your um, your your technology? Because I imagine go, as, as companies are going through the documentation process, just having the abilities just to highlight the relevant documentation for the notified bodies to just say approve is it's it's probably going to be quite beneficial for a company oh that's probably something that we need to really check with one of our customers as an example because for sure theoretically uh everyone should should love to have kind of at the click of a button everything at hand that you would need but at the at the other hand probably it also requires a mind shift uh, here and there, right? Not only on uh, the company side, but also on the regulatory body side. And if it's still like used to to work through the, the normal paper processes and so on, then for sure it's it's difficult to maybe convince them. On the other hand, I guess uh, everyone would benefit uh, even sharing the information directly on a platform without, uh, at least for kind of a pre-review or something like that. Uh, it's definitely helpful though to invite a partner like your regulatory body into arena and then then work on that but as said uh that's probably something that uh we should maybe in the next episode check with 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 existing customers what the experiences are and what regulatory bodies really think about that that sounds like a good idea for a follow-up episode that you just highlighted there thank you marcus um (laughs) just um, a a couple of things that i do uh, do want to touch upon and that's Requirements management, um, and now I know it sounds obvious what what requirements management is, but as an expert, can you get can you give us an overview of what it is and what what you do to to aid requirements management? Yeah, I mean, in the end, it needs to kind of collecting and capturing all the different inputs that you have and uh, feed them in. To a struct into a structure, let's say, kind of you have needs for from for, for regulatory requirements that you need to fulfill. You have user needs that you need to address, um, and this will probably end up in kind of your uh, product specifications sooner or later. So defining how the product should look like, and also defining then kind of uh, are there any functional specifications that needs to be fulfilled. So really building the kind of uh, describing the intended use and all the design inputs that goes into your product into a structured way, and then making sure that they are connected so that you can be sure that every user requirement is in the end then covered by a product specification or every product specification or every functional requirement that you have is covered by a test case. So <clears throat> this kind of a structured approach on managing all your different inputs that you have, uh, putting them into context uh, to each other and also putting them in context to the product itself. I think this is where where it's key 
Uh, and this is where Arena Arena helps with that. So really making sure that you have you know, different templates for different types of requirements, um, having them then traced to each other with different trace types, and then making sure that well you have a traceability matrix that then visualize you, hey, have I covered everything? Is everything really related to each other? Or have I missed something important? And in order to avoid that, uh, I think managing requirements uh, in a in a tool versus managing like before in Word documents or Excel, I think it's quite a quite a game changer. And I get the feeling that what we've discussed so far, i.e., requirements management, just then at the start we discussed um, uh, regulatory compliance and design controls. I'm going to guess that all leads in to documents management because of the, they eventually formulate the relevant documents that you need but i'm going to let you take the lead again once again on this because uh, um you know this is your area of expertise and this is just me trying to understand the process yeah i think it, it is a kind of a mix i would say because for sure in the end requirements will end up maybe in a full requirement document but uh, it's like walking away from that kind of, hey, I'm loading up one single file that contains everything versus uh, every single requirement is an object or an artifact in, in a kind of database, right? And this has some individual relations to each other. Sure, in the end, this could all lead again uh, into um, a PDF or whatever that you can print, uh, but the object itself might live independently from, from documents. So it's more like managing metadata. And uh, instead of having a document that is describing your change, you will have an object that has uh, uh, attributes to it that will go through a workflow and that is then your change itself, a change object itself. So it's a little bit of a, of a change in certain areas. Sure, I mean, overall files still have uh, uh, their right for existence, of there are still files around, so no worries about that. Uh, but some of the files uh, will be replaced by uh, metadata, by processes, by procedures, um, so that you don't need to send a file around uh, in order to complete your kappa or in order to uh, enter your requirements, because this will be kind of living objects inside a database or inside a, a tool like Arena. 